I'm Jack Cacciarella. And I'm Aaron Parnas. And this is Zoomed In. On this week's episode of Zoomed In, Aaron and I are bringing you a short and sweet episode because we want to focus on this incredible interview that we had with Missouri congressional candidate Ray Reed. Uh, Ray is doing some awesome things in Missouri's 2nd Congressional District, and we are so excited for you guys to hear that interview. But as always, we will be finishing up the pod, my favorite segment, that is Tweets of the Week. So Aaron, you ready to zoom in with Ray? Jack, I'm ready to zoom in with Ray. But before we get to the interview, you, you mentioned something earlier. You said that we're going to have a short and sweet episode this week. And, and I need our viewers to know why. And, you know, we, we are Zoomers on here. We are Generation Z. But unfortunately, one of us does not know how to properly record their audio. So therefore, we have a short and sweet episode for you guys because Jack's audio was a little corrupted. But that's OK. That's OK. And Folks, for those of you on here who are wondering, we're, hey, Aaron. We're playing the blame game now. I don't know what this is about. No, but if, if you're on here and you're wondering, hey, Aaron, did you, do you look different? Did you get a haircut? And <laughs> yes, between between the clip you're going to see in a few minutes and now, because we're recording a couple of days apart, um, I did get a haircut. Um, so that, our, our, our version of hit, hitting the headlines today is the big headline is Aaron got a haircut. Uh, and and that's, that's huge news. It happens about once every three months. He's looking great. <laughs> Um, we can tell that the Athletic Greens, uh, a sponsor of this episode, is really doing wonders for and Aaron's hair. Before you continue, why don't we just jump right in and, and to the Athletic Greens sponsorship? Because let's talk about Athletic Greens. I love Athletic. I love Athletic Greens. You know that. We all know that. So yeah, let's let's talk about Athletic Greens. Our first sponsor for this week's episode is is a product that I use every day. Aaron, I know you do. The biggest fan of this product is actually my mom. Uh, and shout out to Athletic Greens for hooking all of us up. Uh, and, and yeah, so let's talk about Athletic Greens. Yeah, Jack. So Athletic Greens, when you're taking one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special, Great stuff. It, it is. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, focus, and aging. All of those things. Now, What's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about what Athletic Greens is. It's really lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. And not only that, Jack, it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, health and it's cheaper than a coffee habit. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best. And that's why we love it. So right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially, you know, right now we're in cold and flu season up here in Hanover. It's like negative 10 every morning and, you know, you got to arm that immune system. So it's just one scoop of athletic greens and a cup of water every day. That is it. That's all you need. You don't need a million pills, a bunch of supplements, a, a, a thing of this, a thing of that. No. It's just Athletic Greens. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune system-supporting vitamin D and five, that's five, travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash zoomed in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash zoomed in to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So this week on the Zoomed In podcast, we could not be more excited to bring in a candidate running for Missouri's second congressional district. Now, this is an incredible young Democrat in Missouri who, if elected, would be the first person of color to serve as the representative in Missouri's second congressional district and the youngest person ever elected to a statewide office in Missouri. So it is my absolute 
privilege and pleasure to welcome Ray Reed Zoomed in podcast. Thank you for zooming in with us. Hey guys, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So Ray, I, I really just want to jump in and something I like to do with candidates is I, I love hearing the candidates like elevator pitch or just like the quick 30 second, one minute like blurb about why Missouri second district or really why anyone listening to this podcast should support you. So go ahead, give, a, give us your pitch. Yeah, it's kind of uh, my upbringing and I was kind of raised with uh, this like belief that, you know, I see the world through two separate lenses, the world as it is and the world as it should be. And we really should always be fighting for the world as it should be. So that's kind of what got me involved in politics and it's kept me uh, engaged all these years. Um, after the 2020 election, I sat around with a bonfire with my friends in Kirkwood and we just talked about the issues that we cared about and it's healthcare, it's making sure folks have good jobs, it's um, taking care of a wide range of issues. And what's, and what's stood between me and working on those issues is uh, the fact that those issues are handled at the federal level. So I decided to run for this federal office, run for Congress. No, I, you know, awesome. you're obviously jumping into a, to a really important race here. And you talk about those barriers between what people think, how they can actually, you know, affect change and, and make the world the way that they want it to be. So obviously you're a historically young candidate running in this race. And this is the Zoomed In podcast. You know, we want to talk about young people and Gen Z uh, and getting involved in politics. So, you know, what is your message to younger candidates who, you know, want to get involved, but aren't sure if they can get past that barrier of running for this federal office? Yeah, so really since day one of this campaign, I've been going around to high schools and colleges talking about not just voter registration, but also voter education, which is just as important uh, amongst like our generation. And just talking to kids about, you know, the issues that we all care about and how when we fight for these issues and we stay involved, you know, I'm often frustrated, like I know a lot of folks out there are at the pace of change, but when we stay involved, we can really affect uh, change in this country. Um, so it's really just about keeping uh, keeping in the fight, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And and I, I was looking at your website um, before in advance of this interview, and I, I loved the fact as an attorney and someone who's very big in criminal justice reform, that's my biggest issue. One of your top three issues is criminal justice reform, or rather you title it No Justice, No Peace, um, obviously referring to the protests that were happening um, last summer now. Um, and I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that, about criminal justice reform. Um, can you tell our viewers uh, about what your platform is um, and how you envision our criminal, how you envision our criminal justice system should be moving forward versus where it is now? Yeah, so our criminal justice system as it is uh, currently constructed is really constructed around uh, how can certain folks make money off of the criminal justice system when it should be based on community. Um, so it's really about investing in programs in our communities that you know make folks feel safer. It's about uh, changing the way we train our police officers. It's about gun reform in Missouri. My, my state is terrible, like absolutely terrible on our gun reform. Um, in the state of Missouri, you don't need any training or a permit to own a firearm, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, running on healthcare, jobs, and justice, and the justice isn't just criminal justice reform, it's justice in a wide range of issues. So economic justice with making sure the wealthy pay their fair uh, share taxes and closing those corporate tax loopholes and 
educational justice with bringing down the cost of college tuition, forgiving federal student loans, and environmental justice with passing a Green New Deal and protecting our natural resources, um, and of course, reproductive justice with protecting yeah. everyone's rights. Listen, I, I appreciate you running on these issues. And I just want to quickly plug uh, Michelle Alexander's book, The New Jim Crow. If anyone's out there listening um, who wants to learn more about criminal justice and the current state of our justice system, make sure to read that book. It's one of my favorites. It's a fantastic book. But anyways, right, you spoke a little bit about um, your platform and how young people can get involved. Talk to us about Missouri's second district. What does that look like? Um, it, is redistricting going to affect it? What's the status of the race right now? Yeah, so Missouri, we drag our feet on everything apparently. In Florida too, it's okay. <laughs> redistricting is no exception. You know, we are uh, probably going to be the last state in the union to uh, pass our redistricting maps. But as bad as the Republicans could have went, they didn't do too bad. Uh, Dave Wasserman uh, from Cook Political, I think it is, he didn't have, uh, he's even said that the Districts can look a lot like it does right now. Um, and in, in 2020, this congressional district was actually the closest between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, decided by only 115 votes. And that's when we had a candidate who didn't really hold any public events or knock doors because of COVID. But now we've got this young, energetic kid breathing new life into the Missouri Democratic Party. We're going to flip this seat. That's awesome. And you talk about getting out and getting involved, and obviously you spend a lot of time talking to young people in colleges, high schools, and talking about voter registration, voter registration, voter education. What is the difference that you see in, in their level of excitement to get involved in, in a race like this between, you know, 2020 when you had a candidate that, you know, much older than them, wasn't really communicating with them, and now 2022, it's someone like yourself who was, who was there talking about the issues that matter most, and this is the first time that they can actually be working and supporting someone who, who kind of looks like them and, and cares like they do. Yeah, um, it really makes all the difference. I'm actually in the college library right now. Um, <laughs> but it makes, it makes all the difference uh, having an army of young people on your side. Uh, and what we're starting to see right now is that those kids, the high school and college kids are talking to their parents and their grandparents about the world they want to grow up in and what they expect from their elected officials. And that's get, excuse me, that's getting the older folks uh, more involved in the campaign. And it makes a huge difference. Uh, and it kind of, I've seen it in person, uh, older folks kind of light up when they see a 16, 15, uh, 25 year old kid knocking on their door, excited about a congressional race in a midterm primary. Um, <laughs> We're really uh, starting something special here. That's awesome. And, and I have a question. So in your race right now, you are currently, it's not, you're not the only Democrat running. There are two other Democrats running. Um, I believe both of them are state reps. Is that correct? Uh, one is a state rep and one just moved here for the first time. Okay, so excluding the one who just moved there, the state rep, what differentiates you from the state rep? And how do you respond to a criticism that young people often receive is that we have to kind of, uh, take our time and we have to check the boxes before we can do something like run for Congress. Yeah, and we've already started to hear it. They're saying that we're the risky candidate, where it'd be a risk to uh, take a bet on our campaign because that person is, has been in the game longer. They know how to play the game better. Um, you know, folks, folks around here, they don't really want any games being played, period. Um, and I think the risky candidate is to is the candidate who fits the mold of candidates who've lost time and time again against Congresswoman Ann Wagner. 
um, and we're somehow going to expect a different result. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, it's time to try something fresh. Voters are ready for something new. Um, voters are ready to be inspired. Voters are ready for Democrats to be cool again in Missouri. So let's just make that happen. M- make Missouri cool again or make Democrats. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, but- yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we're, we've talked a lot about, uh, of course, this podcast specifically um, about how this is kind of the time that Gen Z is coming into our own uh, as a big portion of this electorate. And I think capitalizing on that now, not running with the same old politics, not using, not being the same old politics with your candidate and even your electorate, like this is the time for that change. And this is the time uh, to really show up. And I love that attitude, making Democrats cool again. I like that. And shout out to my brother, Maxwell Frost in Florida. He's, he's Absolutely. Great. Love yeah. Maxwell. We actually, you know, uh, I think it was a couple, a couple months ago, we had him on the podcast and, you know, that is the movement. Y'all are the movement that we need right now and, and really energizing young people across the country. And, and right before we hop off, I, I want to ask you one last question because we are recording today. This podcast won't be out for another couple of days, but we are recording on the fourth anniversary of the Parkland school shooting which is obviously very close to our communities. I grew up, my childhood home was only about 10 minutes away from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And I know many of the children who were um, at the high school that day. Um, and today on Twitter, you posted um, several posts about gun violence. And I know you mentioned a, a little bit, um, but talk about what this issue means to you um, and what you are specifically going to do when you get to Congress to combat gun violence, this epidemic that our country is currently facing. Yeah. Um, growing up, I didn't really understand uh, a lot of issues with gun violence. You know, I grew up here in St. Louis. Um, and really what made my mind up on this was watching Sandy. I was in, I remember being in class and my teacher turned on the, on the smart board and the news was on. And we were just seeing these kids holding ropes, being crying, running, running out of their uh, school. Um, Sandy Hook was the made up my mind on the issue of gun violence. Um, and here in St. Louis, it, it really does hit close to home because you can hear gunshots ringing all throughout the night in, in the city of St. Louis. Um, and what happens in the first district affects what happens in the second, second district. You know, St. Louis County and St. Louis City, our fates are kind of locked. Um, and, you know, I've had to bury too many of my friends who have lost their lives to not just gun violence, but teenage suicide. Um, so I really, really can't stress enough how important these issues are to me. And when I do get to Congress, I'll work with Corey and I'll work with Maxwell. And I'm not going to listen to the NRA like my opponent. I'm going straight to folks like David Hogg or uh, Gabby Giffords and March for Our Lives, Every Town. Uh, Manny Oliver. I love Manny. Um, we're going to those type of folks to help us craft our uh, craft our gun uh, legislation, gun reform legislation, and put it on Joe Biden's desk. That's awesome. Well, right. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great zooming in with you. And folks, if you are listening to this and you want to support Ray, his campaign is 100% people funded, a grassroots campaign. He's not taking money from the rich and the powerful. He's taking money from people like you and I. So go to his website, readformissouri.com that's read r-e-e-d for missouri.com and give him a follow on twitter and all of his other social media platforms specifically twitter so you can get his voice heard um at ray reed m-o that's at ray reed m-o ray it was great uh, having you on thanks so thanks for zooming in with us thank you guys
Our next sponsor, incredible sponsor, is HelloFresh. And you might be asking yourself, what, what is HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I I agree. And HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients straight to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and ensuring you don't have to waste money on excess food. And actually, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket. And Jack, let me tell you from personal experience, HelloFresh is great. I'm a full-time attorney. I am, you and I are both democratic strategists. And when I get home and I just want to watch my Real Housewives of New Jersey, I want to do that without having to worry about cooking. What, you watch Sc- what else? Scandal? You watch Scandal as well? I mean, I've watched Scandal three times over, but it, it, HelloFresh just makes life so much easier for you. Do you, know it's not, do you know it's not a scandal? HelloFresh. It's easy. There's no, there's no drama involved. I love it. And it's a happy sitcom. That's what it is. Sir. And uh, so, so if you want to enjoy HelloFresh like Aaron and I do and so many others, go to HelloFresh.com slash ZoomedIn16 and use code ZoomedIn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash zoomed in 16 and use code zoomed in 16. Hello fresh. It's amazing. And now it's time for tweets of the week. Our first tweet comes from representative Eric Swalwell, who was responding to one of our least favorite people out there in Charlie Kirk. So obviously uh, this weekend we had an awesome Super Bowl and an awesome Super Bowl halftime show that Charlie Kirk for some reason didn't think so. So he said, The NFL is now the league of sexual anarchy. This halftime show should not be allowed on television. And Representative Eric Swalwell absolutely dunked on him, quote tweeted and said, you tiny, tiny boy, how can we help you? It's like the Michael Jordan video, like if it's like, get some help. You need need some help, Charlie Kirk. Our (laughs) next tweet comes from our good friend, Harry Sisson. Harry says, a book full of Donald Trump's greatest speeches is just blank pages. Donald Trump came out with another um, book that won't sell any copies this week. And it was of his greatest speeches, which is, I don't even know what would be in that. Um, and, our, and our final tweet comes from none other than our own Aaron Parnas. Aaron tweeted tomorrow, Ron DeSantis will be holding a press conference to announce that the free state of Florida won't tolerate tonight's halftime show. That is tweets of the week. So as our zoomed in listeners know, we have awesome, amazing, and interesting guests come on the show every single week. But sometimes, and this is even the case with the Zoomed In podcast, the most interesting things are right underneath your nose. Like how one of the oldest asset classes in history isn't on the radar of most investors. I'm referring to blue chip artwork. That's right, blue chip works of art. The ultra wealthy have used artwork to store and grow wealth for generations. And nowadays, it seems like only the Jeff Bezoses and Beyonce's of the world can afford a Picasso. But that's no longer the case with Masterworks. They're the startup democratizing the art market, giving everyday investors a piece of the art pie, or palette to be metaphorical. Their solution, make blue chip art investable. 
And Jack, because contemporary artwork has a low, low correlation to public equities, art pieces actually outpaced the S&P 500 from 1995 through 2021. And now anyone could add paintings by artists like Monet and Banksy to their portfolio without paying millions. So you can see why demand for masterworks has been through the roof lately. They've already signed up almost 300,000 investors and our listeners receive priority access to their latest offerings at masterworks.art slash zoomed in. Just go to masterworks.art slash zoomed in and check out their important disclaimers at masterworks.io backslash disclaimer. And that is our show. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's delayed episode of the Zoomed In Podcast. You know what happens? Sometimes audio files, computers don't work, recording doesn't work, but that's okay. You know, it happens to the best of us. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd like to give a big thank you to Aaron for you know, letting this one slide. Uh, and I'd like to give a big thank you to our Zoomed In listeners. You know, I, I had a lot of people being like, where's the pod? Like Wednesday, why was it last week? And I appreciate y'all being so excited for our new episodes. And we want to make sure we can always get you the highest of quality episodes. Um, and that is what we are doing every week. I'd also like to thank the brothers at Midas Touch and our editor, Adam Sultan, for making this pod happen every week. Thanking our sponsors as well. And once again, you, the listeners. And if you would like to tell us how much you enjoy the Zoomed In podcast or be like, hey, Jack, why did your audio get messed up and we couldn't get it yesterday? Aaron, where can the people find you? on all social media platforms at Aaron Parnas and on my TikTok at Aaron Parnas 6 or my backup TikTok at Aaron Parnas 1 because Republicans like to try to ban me. What or on the couch watching Scandal. Or you that. can find me <laughs> You can find me on, on Twitter at JD Cocciarella. That's J-D-C-O-C-C-H-I-A-R-E-L-L-A or on TikTok at Jack Cocciarella. Again, thank you so much to the Zoomed In listeners and we will see you back on Wednesday with another episode of the Zoomed In Podcast. Thank you for Zooming in.